It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. For the line, she is gone. Aaron Judge lined one right down the line. Swung on and lined to right center field. It is a base hit. Grounding third, scoring kind of from left off. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Bomber Brothers podcast. Sean and Ryan back to talk about another Yankee series. We are brought to you by WFAN and Odyssey. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Give us those five-star ratings if we're so worthy. And Sean, if we're talking about the Yankees, that was looking looking at about a zero star rating I was preparing for at the uh, at the start of this series against the Rays when we were there at the stadium on Friday night. I could not have foreseen this drastic of a turnaround. I mean, the Yankees continued to look dead in the water offensively in that uh, first game against Tampa Bay, and then scored ten runs in back to back games against Tampa pitching. That's pretty impressive and then all of a sudden you're back to five and a half up in the division and three days are knocked off the calendar no more head-to-heads left with Tampa and suddenly you're feeling a little bit better about potentially avoiding a historic collapse I mean it it goes from the lowest of lows with the Hicks debacle in left field on on Friday to put them down for nothing and they claw back in that game and and come a couple feet short um you know, of a tie game from from Glaver hitting the home run. And then the next day, all of a sudden, they woke up and you start getting news that Rizzo is is back and, and doing baseball activities. And you got every reliever under the sun throwing for Somerset on rehab assignments. And, um, you know, LeMahieu probably be back with the next homestand, they say, and, and, and Rizzo even before that. So all of a sudden... You know, you get Donaldson back and and Stanton back, and we're off and running. And and I think the biggest thing is is Glaber. He Glaber Day came a, a week late. He was he was one week late, but uh, you know he huge performance on on Sunday, and and hopefully that gets him going and gets him some confidence. But um, you know, absolutely wonderful turnaround for the series. And you know what we could have been looking at a dire situation. Now you're five and a half back kind of a soft part of the schedule coming up here and uh, hopefully getting some reinforcements quickly. Oh yeah. I, I felt that Friday night leaving the stadium was, was my rock bottom as a Yankee follower and fan of, of this season. I, I had, I I really thought I had been kind of beaten into submission by this team's struggles and so many injuries and, just with how many people are out and how they were performing offensively without a lot of their normal contributors and another head-to-head loss to the Rays. I I think I think Friday was when I kind of resigned myself to the idea of like they're probably going to blow this division lead and we're going to be having to worry about a wild card series and whether it's going to be because of injuries or because so many people outside of Judge aren't hitting. I I thought this was it. I thought the Yankees were cooked in, in the AL East and that the Rays were going to catch them and that we were going to be looking at a game and a half lead in the division by the time we talked here today. And then the bats, woke, they woke up in a huge, huge way. I mean, 
and doing it in all different ways. Like you mentioned, Glaber, opposite field power is back. It looks like he takes a home run the other way. He had uh, a base hit the other way in Saturday's game to start the scoring. His walk rate is the highest it's been monthly all season here in September. I know it's a smaller sample size, but his hard hit rate this month is right back to where it was in June when he was putting uh, some finishing touches on what was a legitimate all-star case that he he didn't get. But Torres is a huge, huge X factor for, for the Yankees because we know what he did in 2018 and 2019. He showed you that he's able to carry a team in a playoff game like he did in game one of the 2019 ALCS. So Torres is huge for this team. He looks like he's getting back to what he was before, which was you know, showing some more play discipline and hitting balls the opposite way with authority. And I think having Torres back and Stanton also looking like he's getting some of his timing back. I mean, if you can hit a home run on a 47-mile-an-hour pitch and then hit a 94-mile-an-hour pitch out of the park a day later, that seems like your timing's, timing's getting back. So a- after genuinely believing that this uh, you know, desperate desperate attempt to hold on to this division lead was, was gone, I think uh, hope, hope's definitely been rejuvenated. I mean, yeah, you go from what they were three and a half when we left on on Friday. Well, we left early, just to be to be honest with everybody. Yeah, well, that's because the ceremony went long. It was super late and yeah. took us two hours. And, and and you wouldn't want to watch that offense anymore either. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I think when I was younger, I never understood why people left early. And then you get a, a house and a yard and responsibilities and a full time job, and you're like, man, I'm I'm tired before I even get to the ballpark. So I got get it. Um, but yeah, no, we both kind of look at each other like this stinks. Do we really want to, do we really want to be dragging our rears tomorrow for, for this? And the Yankees the next day said, you know what? We're, we're back. We, yeah, we they were not we dragging their, their rears the next back day. Back to back 10 spots. And, you know, honestly, um, I, I said it to myself on Saturday afternoon, but I thought once Stanton got one, I said, this is the, this is the biggest swing of the series because now he's going to roll. And that's how it is with Stanton. They come in, they're like bananas. They come in bunches. And he'd also um, been, he'd also been smoking a lot of balls before these home runs this weekend. A lot of them were on the ground. Some of them were line drive short hops that were, you know, that led to outs, but it seemed like he was starting to get his, his mojo back before these, these two home runs, but it was very funny watching him smoke a 47 mile an hour pitch off the foul pole that was pretty funny yeah and uh look he goes uh one for two yesterday with two walks that's that's huge picking up the baseball well um and and yeah we're we're off and running donaldson looks like he's got a little father strength congrats to jose trevino for becoming a father he'll be back for the fenway series and uh, I, the most exciting thing for me about Jose becoming a father is it just guarantees another walk off next year on, on the, on the kid's birthday for sure. <laughs> um, because he's magical like that, but yeah, I mean, it, look, it was, it was a really frustrating start to the series, like we said, but then they come back with, uh, two really, uh, really convincing wins. Um, you know, I wish I was candidly, I was cutting the grass up until about two o'clock on, um, Saturday and I came in and I'm like seven, nothing. What? And and you can't believe it because how did this team put up seven runs? But they did, and um, you know they're off they're off to the races. So yeah, it Very, was it was it was unbelievable. And when's, you the, know, when's the last time they had a win that relaxing? By the way, I, Very, that is a great that is a great question. I 
I mean, every game has been close. A lot, a lot of games they lose are close lately. A lot of games they win are close. So yeah, after there was a ton of very enjoyable laughers earlier in the season, but I don't, I don't know. I, I really can't think of one. I mean, I, the only one that comes to mind and we have to look at the date is uh, let me look at it right now, actually. So I'm correct. Uh, but the first game of the Oakland series, they won yes. 13 to four, but that was late. I was going to bed at that point. That was yeah. just the night I didn't have to wake up and, and check the score. But uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that was on that was on August 25th. So that was, you know, that was a solid almost three three weeks ago. And looking at the schedule, there have not been any other kind of cozy wins. Couldn't uh, couldn't have been better timing too. You got a Saturday, you're up seven nothing. You could go do whatever it is you want to do, and then you got a football Sunday. You're up ten to one after the second inning. You could go watch football if you want to watch football. It, it's easy. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, now let's go do the same thing up at Fenway, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're obviously big uh, supporters of of the home run. There is no better or more productive hit in in baseball. But I will say there is also something oddly satisfying about just stringing together so many so many singles. And the Yankees started Saturday with seven in a row, which was the most they've ever opened a game with since nineteen ninety, the year great. the year I was born. And that. we had who we had Mattingly involved in that rally, Kevin Moss. Uh, I can't remember some other names that were tartable, maybe. No, but what's funny is that the so the Yankees. I mentioned that franchise record, but the most singles to start a game before the Yankees on Saturday was the Royals in 1988 against the A's. And Danny Tartable was in that lineup because he was still with Kansas City at that time. So he was in there. George Brett, Bo Jackson, um, they, they were all part of that. The uh, the inning I always obviously I, I was probably two and a half years old that in 1990. But the inning I always think about with all the singles is 98 game one or game two, excuse me, of the World Series when they opened up. I think it was five straight hits off of Ashby. I think yeah, and then and then 98 ALCS against Jared Wright in game one. No, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. I got confused. Nine, game two of the 98 World Series is when the Padres made a the catcher made like three errors or something like that. Yeah, okay. they won that game like it was, it was Sada and Bernie game. hit homers. I I remember that. The yeah. Bernie one they always show the the catcher's cam view whenever they show the replay of the home. Oh, okay. Bring that back. That that's a cool thing. Yeah, I, I actually love that view. Yeah. Use well, the seat on give us Sunday Night Baseball. View. Yeah, give us an umpire view. That'd be fun, seeing what the umpire sees. And then you could be like, could you have called that? And be like, yes. <laughs> that is a good idea. But uh, Well, they're changing a bunch of rules, so maybe you can send a letter to Manfred and get that one on, pop that one on the docket when they, uh, when they vote for some new rules in 2024, now that 2023 has some new stuff coming. I, I don't know. I left a man for a nasty voicemail in the off season <laughs> after the lockout. I did. I called the commissioner's office. Good. Well, I'm I, sure he listened to it. I don't know. I, you never look our, our grandfather who's a Red Sox fan after the Boone home run in 03, wrote a letter to the Red Sox detailing what they needed to do <laughs> to win. And the next year is they won the first time in 86 years. You don't know how this stuff works, Ryan. That's true. But uh, yeah, no, it's always just fun to air your frustrations. And, and I was mad that they were, canceling games and 
I just called up out of anger. <laughs> if my, I know my wife doesn't listen to the podcast, but if she did, she would tell me I have no life, um, which I don't. But anyway, sure I would, people I, who are listening will tell you the same. Yeah, nobody's nobody's listening. But uh, also, <laughs> our boy Oswaldo coming up with his first career home run. Good for him. It's amazing. I just feel so good right now because you had two blowout wins against the guy, the team that's chasing you. You hear these guys are coming back, and then you get a little good juju with uh, Oswaldo hitting a home run. Josh Donaldson's a father; maybe he'll be a changed man for a change. Like, you, well, you let's know. let's not get ahead of ourselves. He's still bat flipping singles, so I think Donaldson is is still Donaldson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe he was a little rusty after being gone a couple days, but he did make sure he got all of it his next at bat. And and Higgy Higgy had a three hit game in the opener, including a home run. So he which was, I called. You did. You called it. <laughs> for anyone for anyone wondering, we always anytime we're going to a game, we pick a player, usually two actually, sometimes that we think are gonna hit a home. There weren't run enough game. options. But there weren't enough choices with this uh triple A lineup. So I decided and we and we started it by saying neither of us could pick judge. And I and I went Higgy. And uh yeah, we went deep, made it a game. They almost they almost came back. But even with that fight at the end of the game, I was I was still convinced that we were going to be getting ready to see who we were going to face in the wild card series pretty soon. But I mean, what what a response from the Yankees! It's I mean, absolutely very very encouraging. And like you said, Rizzo's um, restarting baseball activities. We have got a whole plethora of guys on rehab assignments with the Patriots. I mean, God help who God help whoever the Patriots are playing the next couple of days, because you've got what Bader there, Britain Chapman Severino, I think has one more rehab star. I don't know if that's going to be with triple A or double A though. And I don't remember, but who, who else am I missing? Efros, I think is going to yeah. start one soon. Did you, did you say, I think Chapman's going to do another one. Yeah. So I mentioned Chapman and, uh, and Britain are going to be in there. So yeah, the Yankees are going to be getting a ton of bullpen help back. So that'll, that'll be huge. You have Clay Holmes who has looked better of late. That's encouraging. Well, Isaga, the bullpen has never really been too, too much of an issue ever since Holmes was imploding every night, but it's definitely, definitely leveled off now. And there are other candidates in there to get guys out, but I mean, the, the rotation Tyone, Looked solid on Saturday, even with some long, long breaks in between because of how much the Yankees were tattooing the the Rays. And finally, on their fifth chance, they figure out Corey Kluber because he had been shutting them down all season. Yeah. But uh, yeah, plenty, plenty to look forward to. Not only are the not only did the Yankees play much better the last two days, but reinforcements seem to be coming. I, I don't have much expectation at all that Stan's going to play the field. So I think he's going to be your, your DH moving forward, but. I mean, who else are you even going to put there? At DH? I don't, yeah. No, I don't know. Car- uh, Car- Carpenter, they're saying not even till October. So. Yeah, that, that one hurts. I mean, that, that's a huge loss. You put him in the lineup with the way he was swinging and it was no fluke. He was good from the time he came here till the end. Yep. So anyway, uh, what, what, what are you what are you looking for now the rest of the season? Are you thinking that 
not what are you looking for, but what are you thinking? Are you thinking this is it? They've turned the corner or do you think they have a tough week ahead where maybe they're going to go, you know, like three and three and, and work or no, they only play five games. Yeah. They've got Yankees uh, have three games off in the next, in the next seven days. Or maybe they go three and two and it's really like, they haven't really flipped that switch yet. I I'm probably leaning towards the latter because okay. of how, uh, just how big of a sample size we're dealing with since, since June, I mean, the Yankees have been so, so uh, I can't even really say hot and cold. I mean, they've mainly just been cold, but you had that, you had that five game winning streak after the, uh, after beating the Mets and then starting, like I said, in Oakland with that big win, that big blowout win. And then they come crashing back down again. Um, so no, I mean, the, the schedule is looking weaker, two games against the Red Sox, but that's at Fenway and they always play you tough. And then three games against Milwaukee, who has struggled badly since the trade deadline, but they still are a team with good pitching. And the Yankees at any point can get completely shut down by good pitching because that's just what they do. So I'm I'm still not feeling 100% secure about where they're at or not ready to kick my feet back up again like I did in at the All-Star break when it came to the division lead. But it is... It is nice to know that the Yankees are done with the Rays, rebounded in a big way and took that series, clinched the season series against them, and that now the Rays go on through these final few weeks with a much, much tougher road than the Yankees do. So you you hope that's enough. And the season series is so important because there's no one-game playoffs anymore. Yep. So if it's tied, that's the number one tiebreaker is head-to-head, I believe. Right? Yeah, it's, that's a, it's big in, starting in this season. So if it's a tie, the Yankees win. That's the way it works. Yeah. What about, are, are you feeling more hopeful? Do you think that uh, the, the corner has been turned and that they're, the Yankees are about to unlock something that they had been oh, showing I, us for the first three months? I've increased my savings for the World Series. Fund. <laughs> I've, I've, I've upped that, that direct deposit. I'm, I'm so no, I I feel actually pretty good. And, and there, the reasons for that are one, uh, I know they haven't officially announced it yet, but it looks like we're rolling with Cole Nestor uh, in the two games at Fenway. And then um, Bontas has looked much better his last two starts. I thought he pitched really well against the Rays on Friday night. Honestly, the game we went to. He did pitch um, well. There, there were some. Hicks didn't help him out. No, that was, I mean, that's that's a whole nother topic we can talk about. But yeah. um, he no, he did give up some loud contact, but. Mm-hmm. He, I thought, I thought he pitched well, also, and I think he's been pitching much better since his first first few starts. And I also think people forget, you know, the the Yankees make that trade, and for whatever reason, everyone expected Montas to perform like an ace. He, he's never been that kind of pitcher. He's a second or third starter, depending on the quality of your rotation. So he he's he's, he's fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, and, in, in a rotation with Cole and Nestor, he is completely fine as as a third starter. And and the so the other things I was going to say. So you have that Tyone has looked better. Um, Domingo's looked good. You have Sevi on the way back. So to me, the rotation again is becoming one of these strengths. You have the bullpen with the reinforcements. Looks like the bullpen's got it more or less figured out. I think Holmes gave up a run yesterday, didn't he? At the end of the game there. I was completely um, tuned out at the end of that game. I was in football mode and I'd never been happier to feel like I could comfortably turn off yeah, a Yankee game. But Holmes gave up a hit and a did walk, give up struck out a, too, though. Yeah, he gave up a run. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, more or less, you're getting better performances out of the pen. You've got guys coming back. And to me, the thing that makes me feel like, okay, they're going to keep going is Stan. Stan hitting back-to-back home runs, uh, back-to-back days with home runs. That's That, to me, is, is a, especially going into Fenway. Yeah, he loves it there. Is a great sign. And um, I think the X Factor is still Glaber. If Glaber has really unlocked this adjustment or whatever he's made, then I think we're in really good shape. Um, and, you know, w- once we, you know, especially once we get Rizzo back and, uh, you know, if LeMahieu comes back healthy, even better. So um, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what it is. I'm, I'm interested for these games at Fenway. Um, what do they do defensively? What do they do with Oswaldo? That That's a tough right field to play. So we'll see what they do with him. They it is. Stick, he is. St- stick him in left if they want to. And it'd be fine because he's a defensive wizard somehow. That's right. Just like became the world's greatest outfielder. I love it. Though he's I mean, never played outfield. The guy is throwing DBs out there. It's It's been very fun, fun to watch. Um, it was not fun to watch Aaron Hicks in the outfield on Friday. I, I guess we should touch on that. What, what do you think the Yankees do with Hicks moving forward? I mean, is he even factored into your postseason roster at this point? I mean, it, it, if, if you ask me, he no longer has any value as a defensive replacement in the outfield because he's been so dreadful on defense this year. Normally, you would say he's a, a good uh, candidate for a pinch hit spot off the bench because he's a switch hitter and he normally works deep into counts, but he's been so terrible at the play all of this year and all of last year before he got hurt. Uh, I, I really don't know what they do with him moving forward, but I mean, what do you think? He has, what, four years left on his deal? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is going to be one of those things where they kind of more or less are going to just let him kind of fall by the wayside and then next year's a fresh start, kind of like how they did with Bird in 2018 going into 2019 where – Bird sucked in 2018. They they got Luke Voigt. Bird doesn't make the playoff roster because he's terrible. And then in 2019, he had a fair shot in camp. And I think that's what it's going to be, where they're going to give Hicks a fair shot next year to be a fourth or outfielder. Or, and yeah, it stinks that you're going to pay your fourth outfielder that much money. But with injuries, you know he's going to wind up playing a lot, especially if, with Stanton and Judge on the roster. Hopefully Judge, I mean. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's kind of, they're just going to run it back. I don't see what else they could do. I mean, I don't think they're going to trade him. Cashman hates to sell low on guys. And yeah, we'll see. Uh, what do you, do you think anything different? Um, I, I think not. I think Cashman and Hicks get together this off season and they might talk about, Hey, let's mutually agree that we should try to find a new place for you. Cause it's not working here. Whether they're successful about that. I, again, a lot of people point to the contract as an albatross 10 million a year is not exorbitant. I mean, Obviously, it's a contract that's not working out because he hasn't performed at all and gotten injured. Um, but I'm, at the time, after the season he had in 2018, given his age, former first round pick, it, I think I think the contract was fine. But he's it's just clearly not working out. And I think we could see the Yankees try to uh, try to move him this off season. In terms of this season, I I really don't think he should be playing. I you know they they tried this earlier in the season when. They benched him, but then Boone kept putting him in these pinch hit spots and these super high leverage late inning spots, and he wasn't succeeding then either. It's like now you're just like kind of setting this guy up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was infuriating to watch on Friday night, but also just simultaneously felt bad for the guy. Like, man, this is just like he's clearly just so in his head. Uh, good, good on Boone to get him out of there. 
not just to help the team and increase their chances of success without him out there, but because he was going to be, you know, he was already getting, hearing it from, from the fans, Joey Gallo chants were going on while he was just standing out there. He definitely has, has a lonely Island out there in left field for him after those, those two plays. The second one was just a hard, hard play to make. He definitely did not make the best route on it, but that's, that's a hard play to make. Uh, and the other one's just inexcusable, but I, I think uh, I think we could see the be seeing the end of the Hicks era. Oh, we'll see. Like I said, I I just feel like the Yankees are going to run it back, and you know, if it happens again, then we'll see it. But I I mean I don't know. I just I I feel like they try to make it work. They like Hicks. They like they they've liked Hicks for a long time. I still like Hicks. I still think he's got a lot of potential, and he's just I, well, and he's also just a likable person yeah. i think i mean through all of this and, and friday night included he's right Started there ready locker, to talk yeah. to the press and answered every question he was asked and and that was it he faces the music this is no clint frazier situation where he has a rough night in the outfield and then he disappears and leaves his teammates to answer the questions for him he was he's always there he is seemingly always willing to talk about how frustrating this this season is when he's asked about it so a guy like that, you hope can turn it around. But we we were talking about this at the stadium on on Friday. It's it's kind of crazy to think about, but given how terrible Hicks has been, how terrible Gallo was before the trade, and um and now Benintendi being hurt, I mean the Yankees have gotten nothing out of left field. Could you make the argument that after all like the joking we did before the season, that the Yankees actually would be better off if they had brought Gardner back for one more year? And I think we both know they'd be 162 and 0. Yeah, <laughs> I look with how Gardner played last year, it wouldn't have been any worse. He's a better defender than than Hicks is right now. And hey, Gardner still had a little pop. He still put the bat on the ball. I don't know. I would have been I would have been fine with with another year of guard the guard dog. Yeah, I mean, I personally was like, we need to, you know, move on. He's he just turned 39 years old and but it's just crazy to think i mean he had a 689 ops last year that was a uh, 10% below league average but this year that's only five that's only four points below what the league average is this year that's way more than they were got from hicks it's way more than what they got from gallo um obviously benintendi was turning it around before his injury so that hurts but um yeah i it's it's pretty funny to think that we that we arrived at this spot when I was among those who were like we we gotta stop this you know one year like one more year run it back one more year and then someone gets hurt and he inevitably inevitably plays 140 games like but you you could certainly make the argument that the Yankees would be in, in a better spot if they if they had brought him back. I I definitely think they they would be. I mean I don't know what they would have done with the roster earlier in the season, but. Yeah. I mean, what is this? MLB.com doesn't have splits for players that aren't active. Get out of here. I'm trying to look at Gardner's second half from last season. And it's not uh, doing it to me. Yeah, well, Fangraphs has it. Yeah. It, it'll tell you right there. there. First half, second half. All right. Well, while you uh, look that up, we've got what well, we have Cole, Cole pitching and Pavetta, Cole against Pavetta tomorrow night. Yeah. The Yankees haven't announced it, but I think it's going to be Cole and then uh, Nestor. Yeah, so Cole against Nick Pavetta, who, like a lot of Red Sox pitchers, have just been whatever this year. And then then you've got 23-year-old Brian Bello uh, in the finale. He's got a 5.79 ERA in 37 and a third innings of work. Um, 
it's the Red Sox, so I'm really not going to be shocked at all if they walk out of here with a split of these two games. But, I mean, just with the way the Red Sox are playing right now, you have to go in hungry to take both of these games when you have your two best arms on the hill for it. I know Cole has had his troubles against Devers, and the Red Sox have plenty of candidates who can – drive the ball out of the park, which is Cole's kryptonite allowing home runs. But I mean, you have to be going in with the expectation that you can take both of these games. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think if they don't take both, you have a right to be disappointed. I mean, you, you have two of your better pitchers going and the Red Sox are just a bad team right now. I mean, they're real bad. I, 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 I don't I don't see any way you walk out of here losing or splitting the series and saying like oh whatever I mean I know it's it's Fenway quote unquote but you have your two best pitchers going you have days off before and after the series so you should have your bullpen fully lined up with whoever is available and um yeah you should you, you know I, I think I'm looking for a, a series sweep here from the from the Yankees I think anything le- less is a disappointment you shouldn't be resting anybody because again you were off today and you're going to have off the day after the series ends. So no reason for uh, no reason for for any of that. Um, I, w- I want to sweep. And by the way, um, Brett Gardner's OPS in the second half of 2022 was 762, which is much Damn. higher <laughs> yeah. than than Josh Donaldson's. Um, for just for example. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I would have taken Gardner in a second. He's always been one of those guys that like has like very split by half. You know what I mean? So, but anyway, he had a one one eleven WRC plus in the second half last year. So. Um, Let's, yeah, let's you certainly going, take going. that. <laughs> what do you, right. what do you, so, so you're, you're thinking split. I'm thinking sweep. All right. Well, what are you thinking for the belt? Uh, last series. Uh, let's give it to Glaber. Absolutely. For the, for the, the awakening. And uh, I'm going to continue uh, sta- my Stanton pounding the drum this, this episode. I'm sticking with John Carlo. And I'm going Cole. Seems like he's peaking right now. He's he's in a in a good spot. Gun to peak, bro. <laughs> um, and he conquers his Devers woes and uh, puts up a good start to make it three in a row for the Yankees and set up Nestor to put him in a position to to take the mini sweep. All right, sounds good. I'm actually going to be in Nashville tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, so I can't watch any of this. I'm going to be very disappointed. That does suck. Or maybe it's so, good because you'll so, miss two ugly games. We don't know what it's going to be like. So when we when we record after the series, I'll have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just going to be like, yep, yep. Maybe the next episode will just be spent with me just recounting to you everything that happens. And you can react live to it. Be like just go friends. dark and not know anything that happens. And I'll just tell you. Well, the last time I was there, though, was when Judge hit the walk off against the the, the Blue Jays. I oh, was, yeah. Off I was, yeah, I was coming out of a, a work dinner and I had the MLB app open and and bing home run. So that was nice. Nice. Well, hopefully anyway. more of those good vibes and hopefully more good vibes from this past weekend. We will we'll see how the Yankees fare in Fenway, but we'll be back to talk about it once it's over. Thanks, everyone, again for listening. Make sure you rate, review and subscribe. We are in the home stretch of the regular season. So make sure you stay locked in. And thanks for listening. Well, let's go Yanks. We're back on top.